Welcome to Today Beautiful. I'm Adam Vitkavage, and this is a podcast where readers can discover debut authors. If you like what you hear here, check out daybeautiful.net for more debut author interviews and debut book recommendations. Also, please be sure to follow Day Beautiful on Twitter and Instagram. We use the handle Day Beautiful. It's as simple as that. Before I get to today's author, I do want to share the personal news that I became the director of events at Tattered Cover here in Denver, Colorado, where I currently live. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who reached out and congratulated me and pitched authors for events. Um, I'm going to keep Day Beautiful and Tattered Cover separate, but I just wanted to announce that. So thank you to everyone who really just supported me along the way. And and I finally found a job that is full-time in the literary world. Uh, It's been a long journey, so thank you. Today's author is someone I actually met through a Tattered Cover event. She is a graduate from the Florida Atlantic University's Master of Fine Arts program in Creative Writing. Since graduation, she has completed a residency at the Wellstone Center in the Redwoods and has attended Mont Blanc Workshop in France under the instruction of Alan Heathcock. She has also attended the Writers by Writers Methow Valley Workshop and under the leadership of Ross Gay. She had a collection of essays that won the 2016 Nonfiction Award called The Perpetual Motion Machine, but she is here on the podcast today to talk about her debut novel, The Britneys. Her name is Brittany Ackerman. Uh, Brittany, thank you for joining the podcast. How are you doing today? I am good. I'm still very busy and in in the middle of midterm week for mm-hmm. my school, so lots going on, but very, very happy to be here with you today. Thank you for having me. Definitely. Thank you. And uh, for people who are listening to the podcast, Brittany and I virtually met at an event for Tattered Cover. So we had talked, or I had watched her talk at least about this book in depth. So I'm really excited to have her. The the book is called The Britneys. It's been out for a while now. Your name is also Brittany. Um, Yes. (laughs) What is The Britneys about? So The Britneys is a fiction novel. And um, because it's funny, I've actually, well, I'm sure we'll get into this, but this time around, I've actually gotten more questions of how much of this is true, how much of this is you than I did with my memoir. So, um, but it is fiction. It's a novel. And it is the, um, it's a year in the life of a 14 year old girl um, who is a freshman in high school. And it's a year of a lot of firsts. Um, you know, first time sexual experiences, first time drinking, drugs, um, first time really getting into some serious debates with her friend group. Um, And the main story that is uh, narrated in the book is between the narrator and her best friend. And it's the year that they kind of start butting heads um, because the narrator is totally boy crazy and, um, you know, very concerned about social things and the her best friend is more of a you know tomboy doesn't really give a shit about all that stuff and kind of um they kind of separate a little bit that year and um but yeah and and of course all of the amazingly uh sometimes cringy to early 2000s uh, references in there in that time period before you know before the internet really took its toll on us before social media Definitely. And we'll, we'll dive into many of this. Um, I think we're, we're similar in age, close enough, at least where I was in high school in the early 2000s. Facebook didn't come out until maybe I was a senior or junior, but then it was only high school, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's the very, I love that time period. I think we were t- before we were recording, I love like teen drama. And I know, and like yours is a funny teen drama because like t- being a teen is just funny in general because it's like a mess. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, one question you already kind of touched upon it. I hate asking this question, but I just ask it because I feel like most of the time I'm like the first interview out with things. This is not a memoir, right? You just said that. We can get that out <laughs> yeah. of the way. Not a memoir. <laughs> um, um, but I think a lot of it is, you know, is writ is uh, rooted in truth. It's like you said, it's that really awkward time in our lives that everybody knows. And I think maybe that's why it's hit so hard with a lot of people because some people don't want to go back and think to those memories. Um, but yeah, it is, you know, technically fiction. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, but you did have friends named Brittany, a lot of them. Yes, right? I did yeah. have five friends actually named Brittany. Um, at one point, there was like one year of middle school or high school where we were all in the same grade in a lot of the same classes, but yeah, we didn't like traverse the hallway in a pack or anything, <laughs> you know, like it wasn't that cinematic. It was just, we all knew each other and we knew of each other and yeah. Sure, I think Brittany's one of those names that it's it's very special to a certain time period. Like my sister's name is Ashley and like that's yes. very specific <laughs> as well. And so, yeah, I knew a lot of Brittany's in high school for sure because I think that's of that generation. Um, we'll go back, so this is your debut novel. Um, and debut was all about debuts, but you do have another book out, a debut, a memoir, which, so this is like your second debut. How was writing the Britneys compared to writing the Perpetual Motion Machine? Did, did it help that you written a memoir before? Um, I think so. I mean, I think finishing a project was really helpful to know that like, oh, it is possible to finish something and then to see it become an actual book that you can hold and people can read and, you know, the, the turning of the manuscript into an object, um, into something that other people can enjoy, uh, hopefully. But um, I think that the experience of writing the Britneys was was a lot different because in when I wrote my memoir, I was in grad school. So I had like continuous and constant workshops and so much feedback. And I had a thesis chair who I love and um, I had a lot of help. But with the Britneys, I just kind of was sitting in like coffee shops in LA just writing. And I, I didn't even know how to write a novel. I had never taken a novel writing class or I hadn't even really been a part of very many fiction workshops. Um, so my studying for that and my you know kind of workshop was to um just read a lot of novels and kind of you know try to base it around the structure of that and one of the novels that was really most helpful was Joanne Beard's in Zanesville which is you know a, a girl 14 years old um you know different city different time period you know of course but um, but I love just like the year in the life and just kind of going through the seasons with the character and seeing what happens to them and how they deal with it and also how they continue to just keep moving on. Like it doesn't, um, it doesn't uh, stop them from growing and growing up. It's just like one thing of many that happens to them. Cause I think looking back at my high school experience, that's really how it felt. Like in the moment it felt like, Oh, this one thing is going to be the end of everything, you know, but then looking back, you're like, wow, that was so stupid. <laughs> like, why did I even, or maybe there were things that you're like, wow, that actually was really scary but I'm still okay. Like I still, you know, grew up and out of that and it all ended up okay. Yeah. And, and because like you wrote about not your high school experience, but a high school experience that's similar to yours. That's from that same time period. Did you, did you, were you a diary person? Did you write a lot of diaries in high school? Did you go back and read those? Yeah. I, you know, I, I always had some kind of form of a journal, 
Um, especially when I was in high school, I had like a digital one. I had my first laptop. And so it was, it was on there. I would, you know, type up notes when I was like supposed to be doing homework, but, um, but I didn't really go back to that because my, my writing has really changed a lot. I mean, so as most writers, but it was really just me complaining about stuff all the time, which, I mean, I don't know if, to be honest, it probably is still very similar in some ways, but, um, the journals weren't really all that helpful except to, just remember uh, the anxiety that I was feeling because I think anxiety is definitely like a character in the book as well, even though it's not like named or anything, but um, it's kind of like, I don't know if you ever watched or you know the show Lizzie McGuire, but um, where that's cut, yeah, of course, um, where there, there's like the little, you know, cartoon her that would come out and be like, in this moment, I was feeling, you know, sad or like I was so overjoyed. And, and I kind of wanted there to be that feeling in the book as well. So some of the journals were helpful in just remembering the, the anxiety of the time. Um, but, you know, like I said, most of this is, is just invented from, you know, so I tried to just, uh, I tried to pull as much as I can from like the truth of a feeling rather than okay, well in December of 2000, whatever, like, what was I doing? You know? Um, but I think following like the year in the life made it a little easier in that regard, because like, okay, we start with Halloween and me and my friends did used to go to these, like the scare fest and, you know, the Halloween horror nights. And we would go to these carnivals and fairs that people would, you know, be dressed up and scare each other. And, um, so I knew I had to put that in there. And, you know, well, then what are they going to do for the holidays? Like my character is Jewish and her best friend is, is, you know, Greek. So like, what, what do they do for the holidays? Like, what are the differences? And, um, and so it made it easy in that sense to just follow that traje trajectory. Was it easy for you to go back and like pull from like the, the emotions and the feelings to get all these characters, like tapping into like 14 year old girls? Was that easy for you? Yeah, I mean, surprisingly, yes. Um, I listened to a lot of music from that time. Like I'm really big about making a playlist for a project. And actually the project that I'm working on now is set in college years. And I was thinking about that today because I'll, I won't just listen to it when I'm, when I'm uh, writing, I'll listen to it like all the time, which in LA, you actually do have to drive a lot. So um, I'm in the car a lot. And I'll just put on the playlist and I kind of live in that world for a little bit, um, whether it's, you know, when I'm driving or going on a hike or whatever it is. And, and that kind of like hypes me up in, into being back in that time. But I have mostly a positive, positive experience with that because like, like, I, like I'm, I'm married now and I'm an adult and I'm not like dating anymore and I'm not 15. Like, so I think part of me is like, wow, like, look how far I've come. Like, let's like, let's do this bitch you know like it's very like i'm in control of the the situation that happens in the novel um and in the writing so there's like a it's like a weird power thing in that but but there are times when i'm writing stuff especially if it's about even if it's about fictional like family member stuff that can be really challenging like in the project i'm writing right now um the narrator's father goes through some health issues and my father went through some health issues and th that can be really challenging so when it's like family stuff it's it's hard but when it's the stuff of you know like the bread and butter of just high school and college and all of that drama it's kind of it's really fun actually to like i i, I laugh when i'm writing or i'm just like oh my gosh like i can't even believe i just wrote that like this is crazy you know
And I'm glad you brought up like the music because a large hearted boy does their like, this is my playlist for this novel. And you did one. And first of all, just a plus like that is these songs are like the songs I listen to on rotation to this day for no reason. Like Barbie yeah. Girl by Aqua. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so music really helps and you, and you're doing that now for this novel. Are there other ways you like tap into emotions and like, are there other writing strategies you use other than like, that music to jog memories and and emotions. Yeah, definitely um, like film too, like watching movies that I used to watch during those time periods or just watching movies with characters that I feel are similar. Like something that that really helped with the Britneys was uh, the movie Palo Alto. And I know that that movie like kind of was received very oddly, but um, I'm a huge like beyond huge Emma Roberts fan. Like I will watch her eat a sandwich. Like it doesn't even matter. And that movie and her character and just like how badass she was, but also how vulnerable and fearful she was of and like the anxiety in there. But, um, but then just like, I just felt like it was such a true raw performance. Um, and so I kind of based, you know, my, my narrator on that, on that character of April, um, which that's such a great name too. I love, I just love everything about that movie. Um, and, um, and yeah, and even in that movie, like the, the popular kids and there's, there's a whole sequence that's kind of like a dreamlike sequence with the character of Emily. And it's like the camera is like following her as she kind of is like, like luring in a boy to her backyard. And, and so that I kind of modeled, um, the part where uh, it's springtime and she and uh, the main character has that play date with Lee and it feels very dreamlike. And it's like, we played in our bathing suits on the slides. And so there, there was a lot of stuff from movies that I try to capture in the writing. And that was very, very inspiring to me. Yeah, I, I want to take a detour real quick and just talk about teen movies in general. Cause I feel like you probably have really good opinions. Um, one of my last favorite movies that's been out is book smart um mm. olivia wilde did you see it i actually haven't oh, okay. i know i need to yeah that's my so number. that well you know whatever I, i'm not one of those people like you have to watch it but it's <laughs> i think that's the only movie i i know there's the pandemic was happened obviously so there's a reason that i haven't seen movies that's like the most recent movie i've seen twice in theaters which is just oh very, wow yeah and, uh, like i it just captured everything like it's obviously about teenage girls i was never a teenage girl but man, I love it. Are there other teen movies that other than Palo Alto that maybe not just inspired this book, but just really have stuck with you through the years, like teen, like anything like that? Yeah. And, you know, just a little thing, too. Um, it's so funny because the so the last movie I saw in theaters before the pandemic was actually Emma. Um, and that, not that that like influenced anything, but it I mean, I don't know, maybe it, maybe it did. Cause I was still in edits at that point. And, um, and I just, I love Anna Taylor joy. I just love her so much. And, um, yeah, just like really anything that has like a young, really strong female character, but not necessarily a character that's like, I'm a feminist and like, I'm trying to rewrite, you know, the male dominance or whatever. Like I, I'm, I'm more interested in characters that are kind of just navigating like where they're at and like are feeling that anxiety and maybe when they're older they're that like strong badass bitch that's like tearing down you know the patriarchy or whatever but like at this point they're they're just really living in the world that they're in and um and like I think like for like in Palo Alto a lot of what happens to her is um she's kind of just like too young to know any better and 
Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think. I had another example too. I think it might have even been another Sofia Coppola movie, but um, let me see. Uh, I know like um like the bling ring, <laughs> like or uh, or uh, Gia Coppola, sorry. Um, but uh yeah, I just love I don't know, I love I love movies that feel just in your face in like a big way because that is that's how my high school experience like when I want to write about it like that's how it felt to me um yeah just these like anything that has characters that are over the top but like also aware of that they're being you know over the top and kind of like don't really care um I know you mentioned you have a sister that's Ashley like I remember the show recess growing up like that was like such a with the Ashleys and I definitely thought about that and I know like people have have said that my book uh the Britneys reminds them of like Heathers or um you know I remember growing I actually just saw uh well I I used to love the craft growing up I loved that movie about the witches but I just thought that they're doing a remake of it um I don't know much about it but I'm definitely going to see it I love that so yeah anything that had like groups of girls but then there's like one kind of main girl I mean yeah like mean girls was influential I remember seeing that in theaters um I remember the movie I I like loved this movie for some reason Josie and the Pussycats um I think I saw that like five times in the theater I just loved every I just loved everything about it um yeah like those those kind of movies I I was never a huge fan of like the 10 things I hate about you. And like, I think that was like a little before my time when I like really appreciated film, but um, I kind of liked the more, uh, just the more kind of like aesthetic kind of movies. Like even like I said, Bling Ring is just very like LA, like flashy Paris Hilton. And I just, I live for that. Like, I love it. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. I love, I love like teen dramas that just feel like, people can play like oh this would never happen yeah like I don't want to see like what my actual high school life was like I want to <laughs> see like a, a cinematic version of it you know exactly like, yes yes like, like Dawson's Creek is <laughs> absurd like no one's going on a boat trip around the world with their girlfriend but Pacey and Joey did and I'm so happy <laughs> yes. for them um yeah. you you mentioned you're writing another novel you've written a memoir before this you also had like a lot of essays come out in 2021 um what what is it about essay writing like some of them are fiction but what is it about like writing essays that appeals to you still yeah I mean I don't think I'm done with that you know genre I think I'm I'm trying to compile a a collection of you know more mature than you know my first one uh more dealing with like my parents but I'm just really fascinated with family stuff and Um, I mean, maybe because everyone in my family, including myself is like so crazy, but, um, so I, I'm just really fascinated by like generational trauma and pain and mental illness and, um, the lineage of that and just, and growing up with that in like a modern world versus like the way the world that my parents grew up with and then their grandparents and, and how this, you know, was viewed, especially for women. I'm really, um, I'm. I've started, you know, compiling these essays and I was like, well, it's going to be about my parents, but like, really it's about my mom and mostly about me and my mom and kind of paralleling each other's lives. Um, And we had very, very different trajectories, but I, I see a lot of similarities too. Um, I think that writing the essays though, it feels like something that 
you can complete obviously faster than you would a novel. <laughs> I mean, I've been working, I mean, I worked on the Britneys for like, like actually just writing the first draft was like eight or nine months. And then um, the thing I'm working on now, I've been working on for four months, but I'm nowhere near done yet. And um, so with an essay though, it's like a week or two, you know, or even sometimes like a day, honestly, I know people are going to be like, fuck you. But like, honestly it is because, so I'm in a writing workshop with some amazing local writers and we're allowed to submit whatever we want. And I always just end up submitting essays. And a lot of the time I'm like very pressed for time to finish and get something, you know, like there's kind of that fire under your butt with like, you got to press submit. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've just been working on a lot of that, but I think it is about like, I can finish it and it can be this like eight page thing. It can be 20 pages. It can be a two page thing. Like, and I feel like it's just a complete thing that can stand on its own. And, um, I also like having things that if people want to know more about me personally, um, I think that that is, you know, rather than just sitting down with me and asking me, like, tell me about your family. Like I I would say, go read this essay instead. I think you'll learn more about me Um, I'm probably more honest on the page than I am in person sometimes just because of, you know, my own anxiety. But um, so I think because that's one of my favorite things, like I just read uh, one of my friends sent me the latest like Lit Hub from today. And I love reading that stuff. Like I love reading about people's real lives and like their experiences, especially their experiences with writing or their families or Um, like I said, mental illness stuff, or even just like anxiety and depression. I love seeing how people get through that and navigate it. So it's really inspiring to me. And um, yeah, I don't think I'll ever stop. Right. I I did stop for a while. I didn't write essays for a while. And then it just kind of started happening (laughs) again. So definitely. And when you did the you mentioned the the workshop and you're submitting your your, your writing group and you're submitting essays. to that, you, you, when, when you were with Tattered Cover, when you were with um, Leah, I'm forgetting her last name. I'm sorry, I should know it. Leah, what was Leah's last name? No, I don't exactly know how to pronounce it. It's, uh, okay. it's either a Dietrich or Dieterich. Um, well, but yeah, I mean, it's okay. a beautiful last name. I'm just yeah. going to butcher it. Yeah. That's why I was kind of like, okay. But anyway, so when you were in conversation with Leah, you really talked a lot about um, like just like the support group and because you know you, you wrote the Britney's alone basically you're in the coffee shops what is what do you get and this is a very dumb question what do you get from like sharing work with others and, and being in that like community I don't think it's a, a dumb question at all I think it's a great question because I get so much out of it like I I love sharing my work of course I love getting feedback on it um and it's just it's always helpful to get eyes on your work. You know, you can only look at it for so long. I mean, even after I wrote the Britney's alone for a while, I eventually showed it to my, you know, my husband, I, my mom is always like my first reader. Um, I show it to friends, you know, but, um, you know, once I have a solid draft, but, um, with the workshop, it's, it's more of like an exercise in craft and it's like accountability too. Like we've, you know, we've all been in the workshop for almost like two or three years at this point. And a lot of it has been throughout the pandemic and it's been such a, a lovely uh, respite from that. And just having that and knowing like once a month, I am going to what, you know, it, it's been online. We're, we're trying to figure out if we can meet safely eventually in person again, but um, 
it's just so nice to have that. And, and the main thing I love about it is getting to read other people's work. I mean, that always inspires me when I read, um, whether it's, a, you know, one of their essays or one of their stories, or one person is working on a larger chapter book. And it's, it's so great to see how those projects grow over time, um, rather than just, you know, meeting someone once and reading a piece of theirs. Like, I feel like I really know, I know these people as writers and I know their work. And, um, and I feel like we're all just valid to give each other this constructive criticism. And I always just feel so inspired after I leave the meetings, like me and um, my friends, like we always joke, like, I'm just going to go right now. <laughs> like usually you're kind of drained after a workshop, but I feel really inspired after whether, even if my work wasn't critiqued during that, that specific day, um, I just feel really motivated and it's just such a, a positive group of people and everyone is so talented too. I feel really lucky in that regard. Um, Cause usually in a workshop, there's like one or two where you're like, Oh God, here comes the story about, you know, like the spaceship or like whatever it is, you know, and you're just like this guy in a spaceship, but, um, but there's not one person that I, I think we all feel really good about each other's work and really supportive. Um, so yeah, but like accountability, positivity, and just fun like we you know we joke with each other too and we just have a nice time it's always lovely to hear that's why I always ask writers who I know are at least public about their writing groups um some people try to keep it a secret but anyway um (laughs) yeah and one thing I love in this has not there's no actual question I I brought it up at the tattered cover call is that your Instagram handle is sub oat milk and for like weeks I did not realize I thought it was just like your maiden name or something I did not even realize what it was but uh, a plus Instagram name I just want to shut that up before I forgot um, um I guess I'll wrap up I want to keep this brief I've been trying to keep these podcasts not more than 30 minutes because 45 minutes too long to listen to thing everyone does a 30-minute podcast Um, I want to wrap with what are you reading what's been inspiring you lately so I just finished uh Christine Smallwood's The Life of the Mind and I love that book I it was exactly what I needed because I think when you finish like press stuff for for a book especially for a novel especially for a big debut with you know vintage I uh I was you know on this high and then you kind of were like what's next like what am I doing and I think the life of the mind just filled every single need that and you know and want of what I wanted to read at that time I don't want to spoil anything about the book but it's such a beautiful novel um I can't wait to see what she does next I'll read anything uh but right now I'm actually reading Mary Oliver's upstream. And, um, it is like, so over my head, like every few months I'll read a book that like, I'll usually, if I pick up like Rebecca Solnit or like Rachel Cusk, like I I like to read things that are, I know it's above my head and I can't even fathom part of it, but it's been, um, it's been really inspirational because in upstream it's, it's really almost like a craft book. It's like a book about writing and about what it takes to really make writing your, your whole life. Um, and it's like a love letter to the art of writing. And there's so much stuff in here about her just being like, yeah, you know, if you're not super passionate about it, like you, you can go fly a plane or <laughs> like, she's really just honest about, about art and the creation. And, um, so I'm loving that I'm like halfway through and, just trying to savor it. It feels like a nice summer 
you know, kick in the ass book to keep me going with this, with this novel. Um, I have a huge to be read pile as we all do. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to. I want to read, I have, I've had Kevin Wilson's perfect little world, uh, on my shelf that's up next. Um, but yeah, those are, those are just some of the ones that I'm really enjoying lately. Thank you so much to Brittany Ackerman for joining the podcast today to talk about her debut novel, The Brittany's, which is out now with Vintage. You can find her on the interweb at BrittanyAckerman.com. She is also on Instagram at SubOatMilk. Beautiful can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under Beautiful and at Daybeautiful.net. I'm Advocate Cabbage. This is Daybeautiful, and you're all beautiful. Beautiful.